Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you're here. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Before we get to my guest, which is Beth Moore today, I want to thank one of our sponsors for today's show, and that is Jelly Telly. Jelly Telly is the only streaming video app designed just for kids, where God is real and His Word is true. Isn't that awesome? With over 100 shows for kids, including Veggie Tales, Friends and Heroes, What's in the Bible, and more, Jelly Telly gives you safe screen time for your little ones to help them grow up in their faith. If you want to do devotionals with your kids, but you're just not sure where to start, Jelly Telly has a fun and easy way for your family to experience devotionals together. It's called the 5-Minute Family Devotional. There are 16 video devotionals that make it easy to talk to your kids about Jesus. And guys, you don't have to subscribe to Jelly Telly to get the devotionals. It's super easy. You can sign up for free at jellytelly.com devotionals. And we'll have the link to that up on my webpage if you can't remember to write that down. Guys, you're listening to episode number 108, and my guest today is Beth Moore. If you don't know who Beth is, you are in for a super amazing treat. Beth is the author of numerous books and Bible studies, and she just recently released her very first novel. And y'all, it is so good. I'm about halfway in, and I am loving every single word of it. This interview today was super special to me because in 1999, I was a young girl floundering through life. I'd grown up in a Christian home. I knew lots of things about God, but my life was a wreck at this point, and I was not following Jesus at all. I ended up at a conference called Passion, and the only thing I remember about the entire weekend was that when Beth Moore spoke, God stirred something in my soul like never before. It was so special for me to tell her that her ministry and her words were used by God to draw me closer to Him. We had such a great time talking today, and after you listen to the interview, I'm going to tell you some more of my thoughts on the whole thing, so stick around till the end. Today's show is a little bit shorter than my normal shows, but no worries, guys. Every single minute is worth it. If you want to send either one of us a message about anything from the show, we'd love to hear from you. I am at Jamie underscore Ivy on Twitter, and Beth is at Beth Moore LPN. Guys, here is my conversation with Beth Moore. Hey, Beth, welcome to the happy hour. Okay, Jamie, I'm beside myself. And I, I got to tell you that I, I it's, it's been a long time, if ever, since I've actually been at a happy hour. And so <laughs> I, I just consider that this, this is really my big moment, my big moment. I am so glad that you're having your first ever happy hour with me. I mean, I, that could not be more to be said than anything yeah, in my yeah. life. Okay, but Jamie, can I please say I've done a whole lot worse <laughs> than go to a happy hour? I just have, haven't happened. It was not my style and not my upbringing to be really out in the public um, with my happy hour. This is the best. Yeah. This is the best. Well, I am beyond happy to have you here. And you know, because your daughter's been here already. So she came first. Amanda? Okay, this- Yes, this is this is why I've got to tell you. You know how you already love some people because your people love those people. Oh, for sure. And yeah, Jamie, that that is you to me. I I don't get to know you personally yet, but I love so many people who love you that I just like automatically have very deep affection. My girls think so much of you, and Amanda thinks so much of you. And I can remember driving down uh, Beltway Eight in Houston 
listening to you and Amanda talk. Uh, I was listening to the podcast you did with her. And it, Jamie, it was overwhelming to me. Number one, you're fabulous at what you do. You truly, you truly found uh, a sweet spot. Thank you, you are so good at it. And you bring such good, rich conversation out of people. And then with my kid on there, uh, I just, oh my word, I, I laughed. And then I just choked back the tears. It was the sweetest ever. It was. So I, I, Dev, I love you because my loves all love you. Isn't that how life works? I mean, yeah. I just love that so much. Amanda was a joy to have on and I have loved getting to know her. Um, but I'm glad you're on today. And let me just tell you, I came home last night from a trip and I'm telling my husband, Aaron, uh, that I'm going to talk to Beth Moore tomorrow. And he's like, about what? And I'm like, well, she has a new book out. And I'm like, well, what's it about? And I said, it's a novel. And he looked at me and his very next question, well, he said, have you read any of it? And I said, yes. I'm like, you know, 17 chapters in. And his next question was, is it good? Like (laughs) (laughs) Beth Moore writing a novel? Okay, now, Jamie, I happen to think that that was a very good question because <laughs> every morning I keep waking. Jamie, I'm about to tell you the truth. This, I, I'm not kidding with you. I wake up every morning and go, is it or not? <laughs> the, the staggering. This has been as vulnerable a, a publishing experience. I, I can't even begin to tell you, Jamie. Which- I, I think it's because... You know, it's not reliant on research. Mm-hmm. I can't um, cite what what resource I got this out of. I don't have a commentary I'm looking to here. None of that. I've not done research uh, with women like I did for so long in security. This came out of the imagination. And, you know, it's like I feel like I, I told Liz Curtis Higgs yesterday, I feel like I'm standing on a street corner in my slip. Oh, gracious. That's the yeah. worst thing that can happen to somebody. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I've even had a slip. <laughs> I know. So I don't even know what that slip even looks like. I hope it's a full slip. I hope it's a full length one. A full length slip. Maybe with not too high of a slit, just to be yeah, on no, the safe just, side. I, I really feel like no slit at all. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Beth, after he asked me that, I said, yes, it is. Like, I literally read on the plane all day yesterday, and I was tired. So, you know, you get on a plane, you want to oh, sleep. Yeah. And I read and I came home and I thought of those characters when I woke up this morning. That's how you know it's a good book. That makes me so, so happy. Uh, uh, several people have said along the way that, that really know fiction, that do reviews and stuff like that. They said it's it's uh, it's a character driven character yes. instead of plot driven. You know, what I loved about that, Jamie, is I did not know that. I would not have known to even put that terminology with it. But it makes sense because I am a people person. Mm-hmm. I do love... I, I do love um, a plot and story and all of that, and I, I pray that it it has it in place. But I love the interaction between quirky people. And you that did that, is, yes, you I did that, that because I'm thinking about the characters. But Beth, I'm also thinking who left the stuff. Like you know, yeah. I'm not going to say too much because I don't know. <laughs> but so there's a little bit of mystery involved because I'm dying to keep reading to know what happened. Yeah, you're getting this. You're getting to see what my taste is in a story because I love a little bit of scary. I love a little bit of suspense. I love maybe you know just I, I love hinting toward some romance. I love talking about some things that went completely awry. The, be, the best, the best plans that just went left, and and I love uh, I love for it to be deep, but I also love for it to be quirky and in places. Oh, how I pray. 
incorporate uh, a little bit of humor. So, oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, I need you to tell me though how you say. I'm going to tell you how I've been saying it. Okay, say it. Um, the undoing of Saint Sylvanus. That is correct. It is. Yay! But, now, let, I want to say in all uh, candidness because. Uh, because it is ancient Greek, we can't know for sure how they pronounced it. I don't know for sure what what syllable they would have put it on. Probably Sylvanus. It could be Sylvanus, um, uh, even Sylvanus uh, for uh, some pronunciations. But I'll tell you where I got the name. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever saw or or just pass by children of the day is, is the Bible study I did on first and second Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. But the opening of it is a go- I did memory work out of it. And the opening of both of those books, first and second Thessalonians, Paul, Sylvanus and Timothy to the church of the, the Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. And so I said those words, I just thought Sylvanus was the neatest name. And I thought that would make a great name for an, an, a, a Methodist church a hundred years ago. And that, that's kind of where it begins to turn. Well, I have a feeling there's going to be in 15 years, we're going to see some high school football players with this name. They're going to be, their mom is going to read it and uh, think they love it. One rendering of the word Silas is that Silas and Sylvanus are the same person in, in the New Testament. Of course, the, the book is not on him, but I loved the name. Mm. Okay, Beth, speaking of Bible studies, I would be remiss if I did not tell you. And I told Amanda, so you've already heard me say it once, but I want to tell you um, and how much your ministry has impacted me. I was grew up in a Christian home and then just didn't even know Jesus till I was older, but I sat in the Coliseum in passion 1999. And I remember nothing about it except for a random woman named Beth, um, who was teaching. And I just want to tell you, um, thank you for letting God use you because I know I have a story like hundreds of thousands of women. So I just wanted to personally say thank you. Jamie, I just felt I, I'm I'm kind of sitting in a in a t-shirt with with Velcro rollers in my hair, and I just <laughs> felt I just felt a chill go all the way up the back of my spine. That I cannot tell you what that means to me. I, I love nothing better than to see a young woman find her niche in the body for that season. Cause it, you know, it, it, God wants to, he reserves the right to say, this is the next thing we're doing. This is the next, you know, women, we want to decide this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That's really not God's way. He goes, you know, you follow me, mm-hmm. uh, you just follow me wherever I'm going. But I, I love that something fell on you, something, something, took root in you. And then Jamie, you did, you realized that when, that on that day, as God looked ahead, that what you are doing right now did not exist. Mm. It's why it can be such a, um, so, so misleading if we think, no, I'm going to surrender to a particular ministry instead of, no, I'm going to surrender to Jesus. I'm going to surrender to Jesus because what if what he's called you to do doesn't even exist yet? Mm. Because I mean, what in the world was a podcast? (laughs) And yet he already knew the terminology for it. And Mm. that that's what I love, the creativity of God. And I love that age. I was that I was a college student 
when I um, sensed the call of God on my life. And it's exactly what I had to do. I just went, you know, the, the next question I had after someone helped me clarify that I probably had received what she called a vocational call. Mm-hmm. I was like, to what? Yeah. <laughs> to what, Lord? What can a woman do? And, you know, I'm from a very conservative part of the body of Christ. What am I, what am I going to do? I thought, just go ahead. Just, just, you might as well head to Africa. because the only- <laughs> That's where you, that's it. Yes, yes. Strangely, I have headed to Africa many, many times, but it was to do what he's called me to do and uh, in the way he's called me to do it through Bible study. So it's just crazy. I, I love him so much. I love him. For, for all the uh, the variety he has for his servants. It's so good. And I, I know that's going to be such an encouragement to women listening because what you said is so true that when both of us decided to do ministry, the things that God had in store, you're right. They weren't, the, our minds could not have gone no. there. Oh, heck no. And and I am, I'm, I believe strongly in just saying to women, if somebody said to me, but how would I know? Okay, here's what I want to say. And if she's, 18, if she's 22, if she's 82, Mm -hmm. I believe this across the board. I'm convinced of this down in my bones, Jamie, that if, if I would say to him, Lord, you give me a heart for Jesus. You give me a heart for you. I want you to be my passion. As he starts stirring that up, when, when we have a heart that is just teeming with love for him, what we're passionate to do and what starts, uh, starts being, um, uh, starts stirring in our bones, that is going to be that next part of our calling. You're not going to have a heart for Jesus and a mind to want to know him through his word and miss your calling. Mm. He just doesn't, it's, this is not, it doesn't happen. Is, no, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not just hiding under a rock and thinking, well, you just never did, mm. you never did uh, really do what it took. And he wants us to fulfill the destiny he has for us. Do you think, I think this, Beth, when you're saying that, is that sometimes it is hard for women to get, everyone's doing, and there's so many, the possibilities are endless these days for for women and doing things in their life. I think sometimes where we can get sidetracked is that love for Jesus. And that's, that's ironic, isn't it? Boy, it, boy, it is. And, and it's everything. It's everything. And I'm convinced of that 30 years into ministry, 22 years into publishing ministry. I am convinced to the bone that he was telling us the entire key when he was asked, what is the priority commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. I am convinced that what he was saying is the key to living, the key to your satisfaction, the key to your obedience, that everything, we don't have to think how to do 40 things um, to cooperate with God, to fulfill what we're supposed to be doing on the planet. One thing, Jamie Ivey, one thing. Love him mm. with all of your heart and every bit of the rest of that is going to come into place. What an encouragement. I mean, okay, let's do this, ladies. Here we go. You know, oh, I believe it. I believe it. Um, okay, Beth, I want to know you. One thing I love about you just watching from afar is, you know, with social media these days, we get to get a little small glimpse into people's world, whatever they let us see. And what you let us see from afar is how much you love your family. I mean, oh. The man. way that you just gush over your grandkids and your daughters and your man. You love your family. Oh, man, I surely do. I, I can tell you with all 
honesty and vulnerability, Jamie, my daughters are my very best friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I mean that. I mean that. Those are the people I want to hang with. Those those are the, the, the women I sit out on my back porch with and laugh so hard that I cry. And <laughs> they are, you know, there are so many wonderful people that I know and a whole lot of people that I trust. But I'm talking about trusting with absolutely no hesitation mm-hmm. that I am safe and loved for exactly who I am mm-hmm. in behind closed doors and behind the door of my home. I pray that anything anybody would see would be consistent. But I'm talking about when you just get to drop everything about being on yes. and you're just that I am loved by Keith Moore and Amanda Moore Jones and Melissa Moore exactly like that, exactly like that. I can trust them with everything, with every, uh, with every crack and crevice in, and quirky, um, thing in my personality. Oh man, they're just, they are laughter and joy to me. I love that. What is one of your favorite things to get away, like get away from, um, the hustle and bustle and just the, the demands on your world. How do you and Keith like to get away? What do you like to do? Okay, we like to go to the bay. Keith is a fisherman, and I'm, I'm really not a fisherman, although every now and then, if he puts a big fish on, if he gets it hooked, man, I do really <laughs> love to, to reel it in. But I love to see him. Jamie, I'm going to see if I can explain this. Okay. I probably would not be the one so prone to go to the bay, except that, man, what is better than a bay sunrise and sunset? Right. But I love watching my man in that context. Give Hand me a book mm-hmm. and put me in the boat and let me watch him out there wade fishing. And I mean, I fall in love with him over and over again, just staring at him. And, and please also picture that we have two dogs in that boat. And y'all are all out there. Oh, heck yeah. Me and the dogs are in the boat and he's out there wade fishing. And then add to that, bring my girls down there. But probably my favorite thing, we don't have to get away much because uh, we, we live in the country. So we don't have to go to get away. That's the best. All we have to do is we drive about, what, like 10 miles and out there of you town are. Mm-hmm. and there we are. So the back porch of my home, Keith, Keith put a fireplace on the back porch, oh. James. And so to me... Uh, some chill in the air, the, the fire in the fireplace, my my family, and something really good to eat. And mm. well, I am the happiest I get. Okay, you mentioned reading a book. What do you yes. love to read? Are you a okay. novel? Okay, and I, I do love a novel. What I usually do, almost at all times, I've got some kind of, of, of a nonfiction book going, and I've got probably a, a fiction book close by it so that I can go back and forth and then, you know, research books that that's my life. And, and it's not just my work. It's what I love. Right. But one of the things I read lately, uh, have you read Andy Crouch's strong and weak? No. Jane? Golly girl, you have got to read it. And then I want to know what you think about okay. it. It's the kind of thing you could discuss uh, for hours. I just loved it. It's one of the things. And I don't often tell, I'm, I'm grinning at you because I'm staring at your darling face, <laughs> your pictures on on my, my Skype right here. But um, 
I don't often tell what my reading list is, Jamie, because I I really do reserve the right to read what I want to. Without having to broadcast it to the world? You know what happens out there? Now, I love social media. I love it. But let me just tell you what happens out there. When you mention that you're reading something, you become responsible not only for all all that they have ever written, ever said, ever preached, ever, ever <laughs> said, even in over a table with friends, yes. but also whoever wrote the forward, you are responsible for the entire doctrinal system <laughs> and this history is too much. of whoever wrote the forward. I, you know, I, I have no patience for that, Jamie. Oh. No, no. Mm-mm. So you're, you're do you so like- want to? So you don't want to say what you're reading because I don't don't tell very much. You can't take the pressure. I like a real wide variety. I may be reading it because I don't agree with it. Right. But then you say that and no one will understand that. No, 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 no. I hear you. But there are there. I I, I do. I do love it. I would read the back of um, of the mustard at a restaurant if I couldn't find anything else to read. I I love words. And so is that you're like a devout reader? Is that so when you talk about writing this novel that we were talking about earlier, I I know that you have said before that this just kind of happened. And in fact, I'm wondering, you can answer this for me. When I talked to your daughter, Amanda, she told me, and I hope I don't get this wrong, that you were writing something that she didn't know about until close to the end. Was that this? It's the truth. That was this book? The gospel truth. And the reason why I did not tell them is because I thought they would kill me uh, because I I had worked so hard in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I knew that they would probably go, What on the earth? Why are you taking on another project? Yeah. Now, and I don't, to give you a little picture of this, I don't write at, at night. If my, like if my husband's home, he's just not the kind, I, you just don't go sitting at your laptop all right. the over there and him going, oh, you go right ahead. Just minister to everybody, right. everybody, you know, leave me alone over here. No, he's, he's just, he's not going to be ignored. And I'm, I, I've blessed God for that because I've no telling how I might've taken advantage of him, but he won't be taken advantage of. So, so, but what I did just in days I might have had just even a couple of hours in the early evening before Keith got home. If he happened to be out of town and the girls were preoccupied, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. Mm. And plus, I didn't tell him because I thought, it. Pro- what if it never comes to fruition? Yeah. Now, so did Keith know? Uh, finally. You mean finally. you wrote a lot of it and he didn't know? Oh, Absolutely, Jamie. Oh my gosh, Absolutely. this is just crazy. Because it was very vulnerable. Yeah, I, I afraid somebody would go. I I want to read it. Well, n- no, no. That you were and, afraid that people would be like, "How do I tell Beth that this is awful? This is this awful. <laughs> this is terrible, and we're going to feel sorry for." It. And then I'm going to have to watch them feel sorry for me. I, nothing is more awkward than when you're watching people feel sorry that for you. That is the truth. No yeah. one wants to get step out into that situation. No, no. And I, I just and I knew they would worry uh, that they'd be concerned about it. And but I, Jamie, please, I've got to tell you real quickly. Because I think you'll get you'll get a kick out of this. I've got to tell you where Melissa kind of comes into this whole thing. Okay. Because I finally tell him. I think she's the first one I told of the family. Maybe Keith, 
um, the the probably the last one was Amanda, just because we were in the pro- she was in the process of expecting our darling Willa and then having our darling Willa. And so I just didn't want to heap that on her. Plus my girl, Amanda, probably I say this to her good credit. She's probably the most protective of her mama. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, um, when I finally told Melissa, I had, I had decided that the, my own, my only reader, my first reader was going to be my brother, Wayne, my big brother. He is not a believer, um, which uh, breaks my heart to say, but he and I are extremely close and he's very creative and he's way outside my world. So I thought you're the one, dude, you're the mm-hmm. one because you don't have anything to do. No, nothing lost. Right. Nothing lost. He has no connection to, um, to my world anyway. He can just simply say, uh, you know, it's just awful. And he is the kind that probably might right. say that. So when it came down to it, he had a project, a sudden project fall in his lap that he had to do and he couldn't read it. Well, I just, I was paralyzed, Jamie, because I thought that was your guy. That was my guy. And now it's now I'm not letting anyone read it. And boy, is this, gonna, this, this is now there's what do I do? Right. And I was telling Melissa, she said, so are you getting it to Uncle Wayne? I said, no, we can't do it after all. We, and she and I were on a walk in the country and she looks over at me. I, I, JB, do you know Melissa? I have never met her. I've I, only I, seen okay, her from afar. Yeah. I wish I, I would do the look if I were sitting in front of you because I just love it. I just love this look. She looked at me real, real deadpan, those really, really, really green eyes. And she goes, Mother, I'm your reader. And I went, Oh, no, you are not. And she goes, no, I am your reader. And I said, no, I promise you that you're not. Because number one, I said, Melissa, you don't, you're not even a fan of fiction. You're a big nonfiction person. She goes, that is not true. So she starts mentioning these. Uh, she said, I've read this and that. Well, of course, they're the greats, the, you know, the novel. Right. I said, hey, honey, you know, this is another reason you're not my reader. <laughs> well, she just stays after me. And she said, mother, I can do it. I can do it. And so I, I couldn't have been more shocked. So that child, she got the unedited version. So it was tr- It was so long. She read every word of it and then came over uh, to my house when she was done with it and brought, this means something if you've gotten far enough in the book, she brought um, two China coffee cups and saucers oh, yes. and made French press coffee. And of course brought- she did. Oh, that gave me chills because I yeah. read that. Yes. And she poured it and she went over. She said I, she she pointed out a couple of things. She said, I, I think that this this person right here, this what you've got him saying right here is not really consistent. Mm. With is then she'd find a couple of, um, of of places where she just helped me point out some where I needed to make some consistency. But when she poured that coffee, she looked at me and said, Mom, publish it. Oh my gosh. I, I'll, Jamie, I'll, that gave me chills. It just never forget it as long as I live. Oh, when well. I see my girls are my best friends and Manda, the re- where she comes so strongly into it, she is the true fiction lover in the family. So handing it once it was, it had uh, been looked at and I knew it was in some kind of shape that would be decent enough to give it to her. Such a joy to just mm. hand it over to her. So Jamie, you've been a a blast. Oh, you are so fun. And you know, I'm so thankful that you got to come on the happy hour. And my friend, mutual friend of ours, Jen, we were talking one time about writing fiction. And we said if we wrote fiction, it would go like this. The girl wore a red dress. 
and she walked into the restaurant and she met her friend end of chapter like we just oh. could not do it so no no i'd have to get all into what kind of red oh. dress you did um, such yeah, a oh, fabulous job and, and then what when she saw her friend exactly how did they look how long had it been jamie and then exactly how did they sit at the table where did she position her elbow when she leaned over to say something and what did she, did she look her straight in the eye or did she look away no jamie See, I, this is I, why you wrote a novel well this is how i sit in a restaurant and eat i stare at other people's <laughs> tables and i try to listen to what they're saying to one another oh uh, well beth thank you so much for coming on the happy hour this was a pure joy of mine thank you for having me oh okay well and i hope that your rest of the book stuff goes phenomenal and congratulations you are so kind let me know when this is running because i'm gonna have a great time oh, telling the best. friends the best. thank you Thanks, beth amy bye-bye bye-bye Oh my gracious, Alive, that was so much fun. Okay, before I tell you all of my thoughts on this moment that I had with Beth Moore, let me just thank another one of our sponsors, West Rock Coffee. West Rock Coffee is the coffee with the beautiful bright gold bag and an elephant logo. You can't miss it. If you've ever wondered what this company is all about, they're dedicated to great coffee that changes lives. Two of my favorite things, guys, great coffee and people's lives being changed. West Rock partners with farmers across the globe by offering access to loans, agriculture training, healthcare, and clean water. They always pay a fair price for their coffee based on the quality of the coffee. The end result is a strong, sustainable growth in these developing countries and a cup of coffee that you can love every single thing about. You can find West Rock Coffee at your Kroger store or go to westrockcoffee.com to find out where you can find it locally. Guys, I adored my time with Beth. First of all, I need to say that I was a little bit nervous um, only because I, Beth, her ministry has changed my life. I mean, God used her. God changed my life, and he used a woman named Beth Moore to draw me to him for the first time a um, long time ago. So when I found out that I was getting to have her on my show, I was just ecstatic because I wanted to be able to tell her face-to-face, um, thank you for being faithful in the ministry that God called you for. But guys, how amazing was it that, like the first couple minutes she was encouraging me? I'm told Aaron, I just could not even believe it. It was such a sweet time of listening to her encourage me. And it was so much fun to talk with her about this book. Um, I really do encourage you to get it. I'm not just saying this to her. It's really good. And I literally am thinking about the characters right now and wondering what's happening with them. So I got to get back to my book. Um, I'm going to put all the links of everything we talked about on jamieivy.com. So if you want to find out where to get the book, where to get other things we mentioned, it's all going to be there. We mentioned that her daughter, Amanda, has been on the show. And if you want to listen to her, and I highly recommend it, go back. She's episode number 66. Guys, I am honored every single time that women come on this show and share their hearts and their journeys and their struggles and the ways that they're changing the world. And the reason that I do the happy hour is to encourage women to be all that they can be in the season that they're in, to inspire women to do great things and to point women to Jesus. Every show that comes out, that is my mission. So I want to thank you all for listening. Last Wednesday, we had our highest download day ever, and it's because of you, the listener. Every single time I meet a listener, they tell me that they're telling their friends. And you guys, I wish I could hug every single one of your necks and tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Um, This show is so much fun to do because I know that the people listening, they're encouraged by it. And that is what I want to do. So my hope for you today, as you listen to this episode, as you listen to every single episode that ever comes out of the happy hour, my hope is that as you listen, that you're going to be encouraged, 
that you're going to be inspired, that you're maybe even going to be challenged sometimes, but I pray that you're always pointed to Jesus. Today's show was edited by Logan Garza, and the music is from Jason Poe. As always, if you are ever interested in partnering with The Happy Hour, feel free to email info at jamieivy.com. Guys, we have a lot of amazing guests coming up, and I had to shuffle a couple around because um, Beth came on. And so we shuffled a little bit, but I just want to let you know that some of the people coming up, their stories, you are going to be just those things, encouraged, inspired, challenged, and you're going to be pointed to Jesus. Jana Magruder from Lifeway Kids is coming on. The girls from She Reads Truth are coming. Uh, Jen Brecker, Tara Lee Cobble, Sarah Rodriguez, Allie Worthington. We have some great shows coming up for you. And so I encourage you to listen. Some of you tell me that you go back and you've listened to all the past ones. And I love that so much. I'd love to hear that people are starting from the beginning. And you'll get to see the progression of the happy hour get better and better, hopefully. Guys, thank you for listening. Enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I'll see you guys next week.